guys, welcome to another episode on Reclaiming Filipinx Identity! Your one and only host, Chachi. Welcome back, guys. How are you guys doing? How are you guys holding up this entire quarantine thing? <laughs> well, for me, it has been topsy-turvy, but with a lot of self-check and a lot of uh, mental activities that I've been going to um, virtually. It's been helping and the fire is still there. And my main focus is to truly building this podcast and hearing a lot of the stories of our Filipino-Americans here in Hawaii. Today on episode 10, we have Nina Simone Torrio and she'll be talking about her experience growing up in the Bay and moving to Hawaii at a young age. Hi, Nina. Hi! Just wanted to check in with you. How are you doing with this entire pandemic? I'm doing okay. Um, school and the whole transition into online classes has been kind of crazy, but I think I'm slowly getting used to finding a daily routine even amidst all this corona craziness, but it's been going well so far. Lots of family time, so that's what I've been enjoying. Hey, I'm glad to hear that because I know there has been a lot of like mental breakdown because it's it's hard to put things online. It's just too much of it can't be really as good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Happy to be here and thank you for inviting me. Yes, no problem. Can you formally introduce yourself, uh, your name, and you know the fun stuff? Okay, my name is Nina Simone Torrio. I am a senior, hoping to graduate in December from Shaman University, and I'm from Mililani, Hawaii, but I was originally born in the Bay Area, but I moved here quite a long time ago, so most of my life is, well, what I know is in Hawaii, so born in the Bay Area, but raised in Hawaii. How old you were when you moved to Hawaii again? Um, I believe I was second grade, so like eight years old, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around that age. How was the transition for you? Was it like normal, like nothing changed? Um, honestly, I'm trying to remember back to that age. At that time, I feel like I, I was okay with the move and transitioning to another state. I was so young. I was just following where my parents was going. Cause, you know, no choice but to go with your family. But um, I think moving here was probably the best thing that has ever happened to our family. And the reason why my parents decided to take the move to Hawaii was, one, because of my health. We would always come here on vacations. Mm-hmm. Um and I had a hi- I, when I was little, I had a history of asthma. So whenever we came to Hawaii, my asthma would just stop, and I would have an easier time just breathing. And it was just a struggle for me. So coming here was like, wow, I can actually do physical activity and live normally. And second, because my parents, they said that um, they were just taking a leap of faith, which I think is crazy because not really having any family over here sometimes it's hard, but. <laughs> Over the years, we've just created family and met a lot of different people and established relationships with other people. So I would definitely say we have a lot of family here now. So yeah, I'm thankful for the move that my parents decided to take. And just being raised in Hawaii is really special. So um, I'm really thankful for that. I didn't actually know that about you. Really? I know. That's so funny because when I told you that I was 100% Filipino, you're like, what? I didn't know that. So a lot of people don't guess that about me. 
don't know why. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Me, I guess because when you're from when you're raised in Hawaii, like you really become it, so much of it. Yeah, a lot of well, Hawaii is just like a melting pot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. So you can honestly be anything on the spectrum. I've gotten: Are you Hawaiian? Are you Japanese? Are you Thai? And the one thing that they don't guess is Filipino. So still boggles me to this day. <laughs> But it's okay. That's a good conversation starter, I guess. It honestly, it it is. <laughs> that's one thing that I've been like reading to lately, and like people, especially in one of my classes, um, we talked about how when you when there's someone, it's a it's a term that we learned in class. We just learned it last mm-hmm. week, but um, when someone like they're even though they were born in a different state, but then when they move here, um, people have that kind of mentality to see, oh, are you this kind of race? But really, they're not. And like mm-hmm. they kind of like... Assim- I don't know if the word is assimilated to it. I think I've heard of that word also. Or like diaspora, is that another mm-hmm. term? Diaspora. Yeah. Have you ever wondered about like your own like culture? Um... Actually, yeah. Something that I really wish I was taught was taught at a young age was just learning the language. Um, I mean, my so for my dad, he was actually Batanga City is where he was born. Mm. He moved to the states when he was maybe five years old with his family, and they ended up San Francisco area. Um, so that's how I ended up in. California because he ended up meeting my mom who was also born in San Francisco um so he's fluent in the language um he still practices it when he talks to like my Lolo and Lola Mm -hmm. back in California so I'm I'm around it and I listen to it um I love Tagalog um tv shows movies (laughs) like I watch all of that I'm that's I guess how I still involve myself in getting to know my culture just being around it um but learning it for myself and knowing it fluently is something that I really want and desire to like be able to do one day and just being able to converse with like my grandparents um because they they speak Taglish to me. Oh. <laughs> I, I, get, I get bits and pieces of it, but they know I don't understand everything. Mm-hmm. But um, just being able to get the bits and pieces of it out and like watching movies and being surrounded by that kind of stuff mm-hmm. has helped me, you know, because sometimes there's a lot of people who are not exposed to that, but are but that's their culture and who they are. So I'm just really thankful that even my dad... Uh, has just spoken to us uh, in the language sometimes and kind of tests us to see if we understand. And if we don't, then we get a whole lesson. What does this mean? (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Wait, so your dad was born in the Philippines and then your mom was born in San Fran. So your mom is Mm -hmm. second gen. Your dad is a first gen. So technically, Uh you're a 2.5. Really? Yeah. That's how you... Oh, that's cool. There's a, there's actually it's not actually two point five, but then my other friend um uh he actually is the same thing. He's technically third gen, but he calls it second 
uh, 2.5 because one of his parents is born in the Philippines, one is born here. Oh, so. okay. I was wondering what that meant when you were asking me on our little sheet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is a 1.5? Because <laughs> first gen oh, okay. is when um, they came here before they were um, like, like one year old. 1.5, they came here when they were like 8 years old, 7. So I'm a 2.5, you said. Mm, technically, technically, technically third gen. <laughs> you're technically third gen, but then I see it as like you're kind of a 2.5. I'm a 1.5. And then sometimes 1.5 feels like a first gen. But I don't know why there's a 0.5. So I'll just put a 2.5 for you. Okay. But I think that's really beautiful when you mentioned, like, you really want to connect with your grandparents. That is one thing, like, thing that they will appreciate is, like, my grandchildren learning how to um, speak the language. So a little transition, we talked about her experiences in the community she lived in from the Bay Area to Hawaii, and just like the transition from it. We were pretty close to the North Shore and being able to go to beaches and do those different activities. While in the Bay Area, it's less common for someone to say, let's go to the beach, you know, it's more like road trips or going out to the city and doing certain activities. But I don't know. I really don't know what the biggest difference has been, except, yeah, just how people interact with each other and converse. I see a big difference from them in Hawaii to when I go back and visit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think that too? Just Hawaii is definitely a unique place for a lot of people. It's a different sense and feel of community, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean about that. Yeah, I don't know. That was a long no, <laughs> thought process. It's normal. Um, I kind of agree with that when it when you said like Hawaii is it, and we talked about it in class for my Pacific um, Pax class. Uh, we talked about yeah. how um, my TA mentioned that in a few years, like what if the state that Hawaii is in now will be the like the U.S like more melting mm-hmm. pot, like more Pacific Islanders coming because of how globalized the United States has been. Like what Hawaii is, that's the a little like little um a glimpse to the future of the United States. Thing too that when I think of the Bay Area, a lot of people well in the community that I was in, a lot of the community kind of reflect the very diverse community here in Hawaii because there are a lot of Filipinos and Asian people who I was around and grew up with when I was living in the Bay Area. Um, But also there's a diverse range of different ethnicities there too, but the main, like the really densely populated um, race, I think was the Filipino community. I think that's interesting now that I think about it and compare it to the communities I'm a part of in Hawaii because it's kind of it kind of mirrors each other. So there's not really a difference in in like the people I've been able to grow up and be around, whether that be like in school where at Shamanad there's it's a very diverse mm-hmm. community or at church. Mm-hmm. There's so many different people that come together and I'm able to meet and connect with and 
relate on a personal level, background-wise. I have a lot of Filipino friends who I'm able to just relate to. I have a um, a friend who I played volleyball with at Chaminade. Her name's Alexa, and that's how we com- connected too. We were like, "Oh my gosh, Filipino sisters!" So <laughs> we just um, we just were drawn toward each other and we're able to just talk about like oh did you watch that movie yet or who's your favorite like artista or whatever you know so um yeah I think that's just the different ways where I've seen diversity and now that you bring it up my life in the Bay Area with the people I was around it's it's kind of kind of yeah it kind of mirrors what I'm around now too um but yeah, I think for the most part, diversity is definitely something that's um, being more emphasized today. And just being able to recognize that and be aware of the people around you and who you're engaging with, I think is a really neat um, thought. So, yeah. Just something I was thinking about when you were talking. I was like, man, it really isn't. A big difference. <laughs> I've been around Filipinos forever, so <laughs> anywhere I've been. Yeah. There's Filipinos everywhere. Which is good. We yeah. all need each other. <laughs> and it's, I think it was when you mentioned, like, oh, you had a, a volleyball friend, and he was, she was also mm-hmm. Filipino, and then instantly yeah. you had that connection, that Filipino mm-hmm. connection. That, yeah. That's, like, one of the most, um, I think, stereotype one was like you know they're Filipino because you just feel it and like you can Mm. ultimately just have like a conversation and like we're gonna be friends Mm -hmm. yeah I think that was our first um like impression of each other because obviously we saw each other we're like oh my gosh you are definitely Filipino and then we started talking to each other it was like wow you are Filipino like you get me you know um but there's just a certain kind of like not language like the Tagalog language, mm-hmm. but like a language that we just all like connect and know. Especially if you're raised in a Filipino household, mm-hmm. whether it's tradition, really traditional, or just you know, you know, you know the the basics. I guess you know how to. Um, what is it called? Is it called monopot? Like when you bring your hand up to your grand, yes, like Lola's forehead. Like you, you know, you know what's um, you know, expected of you and how to respect your elders and stuff like that. How to how to eat Filipino food, you know, <laughs> being exposed to those kind of cultural things. So, yeah, definitely. It's, it's cool when you're able to connect with other people who get you and understand you. So, yeah, I'm blessed to be able to encounter those kinds of people in my college experience. Now that you mentioned that, like, with this entire um, entire movement that I've been seeing, a lot of our communities and, like, people in California, they're doing things like redefining Filipino. And then, like, you make a really good point. Like, you don't, it doesn't have to be, like, the language or anything, but it's just that sense of, you get me kind of thing and that's one of the traits that Filipino has is them in Tagalog it's called maki makikasama which mm-hmm. is like the togetherness and that kapwa kasama is like Filipinos really have that and like when you when you see someone as Filipino like instantly like your 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 ultimate like instinct is like 
I want to get to know you and kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how yeah. I see Filipinos are, and that's how we define as like we are people. We are Filipino who are very friendly, and we we know how to like get along with people. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I know it just it came up, but thank you for like initiating that conversation because I was just thinking about different people who I've encountered in the past. I was like, oh, my teammate, definitely someone currently who I'm still like communicating with, and uh, but yeah. If you had like a goal, you say that you want to learn the language sometimes yeah i i feel like the best time is now too since now we're in our i could probably either learn from there's so many resources online that i could get a slow start to learn and just ask my dad questions and probably reach out to my grandparents too Mm -hmm. but i would say that would be a really neat goal for me to be able to maybe not fluently but just say the most basic sentences being able to communicate and just hold a conversation with with someone else I think would be the the ultimate test to see if I'm just a growth in being able to learn the language because I know it's not an easy thing it's something you're constantly practicing Mm -hmm. you grow up with yeah and you're around and you just catch on to different things and it's just integrated into your daily life and that's how you you get good at it you Mm -hmm. know it comes naturally out and that's something I would I admire when I watch other people and hear other people speak the language because it is a beautiful language and just um especially when you hear it in song and just the different ways it could be sometimes it's a funny interpretation but it's like (laughs) you get it and you're like wow that was so poetic or you know there are different ways to to translate it Mm -hmm. so I don't know that would be a really cool goal of mine Um, maybe you could help me learn some more basic (laughs) Tagalog words or phrases I I can nitpick things but definitely not there in structuring sentences yet because I can understand but like when it comes to like talking and like holding it for like a little long time Mm -hmm. I start to break and start to speak English and then I go back to my (laughs) my own mother tongue because I'm Ilocano so I was like wait never mind I know yeah that would be really cool hopefully over time it gets better watching Tagalog films has helped too (laughs) even though I have subtitles on all the time but getting there I mean I can hear a sentence and then pick out words and then get the gist of what they're saying but to be able to know each word actually means and represents Mm that would be really to transition is there any Tagalog words that you want me to translate I might can translate Mm mm-hmm uh, how do you say or <laughs> unity. unity? I think I mentioned that I said um, Oh, it was like Sama or was that yes, it? Yes, Makisama. Makisama. Okay. It's to that get along the, with people. To get along with people. Yes. I love that. I appreciate like you coming on, like just having a chat and learning about like our Filipino culture. And I love yeah. hearing stories about especially with any of our Filipino American in Hawaii because I know like mm-hmm. it's a language it's our culture that needs to be continue to be speak on it holds so much yeah definitely so I, that's why I love what you're doing and how you're you're bringing community together oh is it again Ma, Maki Makisama yeah Makisama and how you're you're just building that through your podcast and um, being able to give voice to a lot of people who can relate with our stories and 
just being able to share our own experiences. So thank you for inviting me. It's been a really good experience. And I thought of inviting you because I'm just like, since it's a it's a good away from like work because I know work can be tedious at times. It's like a good way to like think about other things, like learn about new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully the next time you talk to me, I'm learning a couple different Tagalog words and phrases, and I can say something to you. Back. Or I can text you in Tagalog, like, wait, what does this mean? Oh no. <laughs> Maybe I'll know one word and then have to Google yeah. the rest, but it's okay. It's a process. It's because small steps. Now that I realize it, when you met your friend, I was like, what if she was thinking you were uh, artista like Katrin or Nadine? Because you do look oh, like that. Goodness, <laughs> I get that all the time. It's funny. I was like, I look nothing like them at all. Like they are beautiful. Oh my goodness, and I don't see the resemblance. Did you watch um this? Uh, Tilelo Vela, actually um, by Kat, um, James and Nadine, because they shot in San Francisco, On the Wings of Love. You, yep, I watched that whole thing with my mom. I just realized that they're from San Francisco, they filmed in San Francisco, the Bay Area, where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, oh my gosh, that was a long time ago, I really love that show. Oh, I remember that. I I watched so many. It's because they broke up now. I know. It's okay. Catherine and Danielle are still together. (laughs) Hopefully get married soon. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. They're close to our age. Mm Mm-hmm. They're very young. I'm going to teach you one Tagalog phrase. It's um, Pa'alam. Oh, I've heard this word before. What does this mean? Okay, what is the meaning? Pa'alam, it's goodbye. Oh, it's goodbye? It's a goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> oh, you know what? There's um, there's an artist. Her name is Moida the, de la Torre. And one of her songs on her new album, I think it's called Pa'alam. 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 There we go. Yes, I watched the visual... Um, they did like a short, it wasn't a film, but mm-hmm. it was just like a visual representation of what the song was about. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I almost cried. It's I love her and her music. Um, I think you don't know this, but Moira actually and her husband, they met through church. Really? And the- You know what? I think I saw, you know the... It's called MMK. Yeah. I'm not sure what the long version of it is. Um, it's this is the shortened like um I think it's that the acronym. Do you know what MMK is on? Because um Moira um and her their story it was started because the stepfather wanted Moira to wait for the guy to pursue her instead of her pursuing the guy. Um and it was just her entire love story with her husband boyfriend before it's just it's very um christian like dating and um it started with her song tagpuan mm, i i know that song too i've listened to that oh wow yeah i think the first time i heard about her story was through um uh what was i saying before 
Did you hear the part when I asked if you knew what MMK? Yes. Yes. What is the? Um, I know that's the acronym for it, but what's like the long version? Oh, I think I was muted when I was telling you this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, maalala mo kaya? Or in Tagalog, can you remember me? Mm, okay. Yes, I watched um, her story. Um, it was just uh, illustrating their love story. And that's when I found out that she was Christian. I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. But yeah, their, their relationship was very intentional. Um, so I know that with their music and their gifts and talents, they're surely, they're glorifying God throughout all their projects. Yeah. Um, I hope you have a great day. I said another Tagalog word. You did? Kasama. <laughs> Kasama means friend. Kasama. I know, oh, doesn't, what does barkada mean? That's oh. like, group of friends, like? Yeah, group of friends. Like girl gang? I don't know. <laughs> you got it. It's group of friends. Nice! I'm okay. here with my barkada, so I'm here with my group of friends. Cool. We learned three words today. <laughs> three words. Makisama paalam barkada, because you said the barkada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then kasama. Okay. And that concludes today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for staying this long for um, the behind the scenes post. Um, really appreciate you guys. If you guys want to support my podcast, please listen and share Reclaiming Filipino Identity to your friends, your families, your best friends, your significant others, to anyone. And follow me on Instagram at Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. We'll be putting all this in the description notes. So have a great rest of your month. Mga kababayan ko, agyamanak, kanayon ti suportayo kenyak. Salamat! Bye!